American football in Finland. Maple League teams are back in action on Thursday with the Roosters versus the Butchers. Then we have the Crocodiles versus the Wolverines on Saturday, on Friday. And then on Saturday, game of the week is Crusaders versus Royals. Ah, I got it right. There we go. Uh, so let's spend a little bit of time getting to that first matchup. Uh, Roosters, who are one and two, versus the Butchers, who are two and two. Going into this matchup, the Roosters will be the home team. But the Butchers did just beat the Steelers. Roosters haven't played in a couple weeks. What's a storyline or a question that either one of you got for this one? Man, uh, let's see what the Roosters' offense, what they adjusted while they had this, like, break. I know a lot of guys are probably healed up that were hurt. So they're going to be a lot fresher coming into this game um, and hungry more than anything. Uh, Butchers feeling good, but I don't, I don't see them beating the Roosters – not in the velodrome. So mm. um, I, th I think Booner and, and, and Miko will do their thing. But if, without Mickey, if Mickey doesn't play, then it's going to be a lot of stress to, to go against the Roosters' defense, defensive line too. So um, just more so see, just trying to see what adjustments the Roosters' offense have made and uh, getting the balls to their playmakers and, you know, see, see what happens against a, a, more, a, a better defense. Yeah. Chris, you you got a matchup for this one? Uh, I'm going to say the connection between Brandon Gwynn and Amika Seppanen versus the Roosters secondary. And the reason why I say this is because those two guys are getting it going now. They're starting to fall out. So that secondary better be watchful and better be ready. I would I would go one step further, man, and say the Butchers receivers versus the Roosters secondary because – I, I mean, I with all with all due respect to the great Miko Sepadin, Kristen Naughton is the best receiver on that core. But Miko Sepadin and Lucas Erla, like those are still those are all tough matchup for anybody. I think all three of them yep. will be number one receivers on any team in the league. Like that's how good their receiving core is this year, and the Rooster secondary is. I don't think they're ready for that. That's you. That's a really good matchup. I hadn't even thought about that in this game. That the Butchers is that they got too much. Like all three of those guys got speed, hands, good routes, and the combination they ran in the last game is really good. That's what that's what worries me more than anything. I didn't even mention it about the game that they just recently played, but. They they put the Steelers secondary in, in some situations where it was just like you don't understand how football concepts are run, man. One guy go mm -hmm. in, guy go out. Like they ran a, a slant wheel, and you didn't understand that this guy's gonna run a wheel if he's gonna run a slant like that. Like I know the Roosters secondary would be better coached than what the Butchers played against, but they won't be more talented. The Butchers easily have one of the most talented receiver groups in the league. I would I would only compare their receiving group to who else has a good receiving group? I guess we could say the Crusaders have a good receiving group, kind of. But just a couple yeah. players. But I mean like the Butchers, all their receivers are on the same level. 
Like all of them, they so far this season, they all each had their own standout games. When you can have different guys step up like that, it's hard to game plan against them. Like trying to game plan against just Seppinen would just be dumb. Trying to just game plan against Erola, dumb. Just against Nottenen, dumb. Just against Gwinner, dumb. Like you got too many options. Craziness. Interesting aspect of this game. I got this one for sure. Two of the most successful Maple League teams fighting for a playoff spot. I I honestly don't believe both of these teams get in the playoffs. Only one gets in. And this game has a lot. We already already know which one. We already know which one is going to the playoffs. (laughs) Okay. Well, Damn rooster fan come out here. But just being just being realistic about like what happened last year, you know, last year I wholeheartedly believe the butchers were better than the roosters, yet they never beat the roosters. I even going into this game, I think the butchers have a better team than the roosters. Can they beat the roosters though? Dallas Cowboys. I mean Dallas Cowboys. They, what two and two. If that ain't Dallas Cowboys, I don't know what is. Win, lose, win, lose. Like <laughs> they just won last week, so what you expecting this week? But uh the Portville Butchers, they were the dynasty before the Roosters were the dynasty, you know? Portville Butchers have a long history of you know winning maple bowls before you know the, the Roosters became a thing. Not be- before they like became a team, but before they became, you know, that dynasty. I think. What years was it that the Butchers were back there just knocking back championships? Those in the 90s? Shit, it had to be like 2000s, early 2000s. I think I think they had the early 2000s. Then Yeah, it was Roosters. like early 2000s. And um, then, I know I know they won the, my first year was 2000, I believe, 8 and I know they won that year. Yeah, but that was the last time. So, like that was a that yeah. was that like that was a uh that was an off year, like the last time the Patriots yeah. Bowl like it caught at people yeah. off guard. That was they had a they had a, a run where they won like six in a row. Six. Yeah. yeah. If I'm not mistaken. And then it's when it's when Seppo them was younger. Yeah, when they were yeah. younger. Butchers Legends is what they were called, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, they had the brothers, the whole the whole uh his, his younger brother, older brother. The whole family was whooping out ass. There. They was whooping <laughs> ass for some years, but the butchers was whooping ass, man. Like their whole stadium used to be so full. Mm. Used to be full, man. Like it, it's totally different. Even even when the Roosters winning championships, like they fans were crazy. But the Butchers fans, like that whole environment was just crazy. Their games were so hype. Sounds like, it, more it was, it was, and more like the '90s Cowboys, right? Like, come on, yeah, man. yeah. I mean, they, yeah they, that's they exactly what it felt like. Put, like mirror, like they, like oh man. Like, there's just too yeah. many coincidences. I hit it nail on the head. But th- again, this is one of those games like Dallas Cowboys and they play like the Eagles, the Washington uh team. What's the other team? New York Giants. It's one of those like rivalries where even if they're a better team, they still might lose. And that's what this kind of game is. I think for the Roosters, it's one of those games where I don't think we're gonna see a Roosters team that we've seen before, if that makes sense. I think they've had a lot of time away. They've obviously been practicing and working during that time, but what they've done before, you could throw it all out the window. Like they're not bringing that same energy, scheme, philosophy. Like they're going to change a little bit of everything. It's going to be kind of like a different team. 
That's what I think, anyways. I don't think it'll be what we expect. Calling all junior skills players, quarterbacks, receivers, running backs, linebackers, quarterbacks, and safeties. If you were born between 2009 and 2003, this midsummer is your opportunity to shine. We'll be hosting our annual AFF Nordic Challenge 7 vs. 7 tournament in Lati on June 22nd. Top performers will be selected for the AFF Revolution teams in divisions U19, U17, and U15. These teams will have the chance to compete throughout Europe in the fall and play for the European Championship the following spring. If that isn't enough, there will be USA coaches in attendance scouting for the respective high schools and colleges. Due to field availability, registration will close once we meet the maximum number of participants. So head over to the website and sign up today. Registration can be completed at AmericanFootballInFinland.com forward slash Nordic dash challenge. So the second game of the weekend, I feel like this this won't take long, will be the uh, <laughs> Crocodiles, who are 4-1, and one, <laughs> versus the Wolverines, who are 0-4 or 0-4. and uh, Storyline question in this one. Chris, you got one? Is this the week that we finally <laughs> see a 50-burger? <laughs> oh, okay. I, I honestly thought you were gonna say this the week the Wolverines win. Like I don't know why. That's what I thought when you were going. I was like, why are you saying this? Hey, I'm not crazy. <laughs> oh, I, I, I like the energy you gave made me think that you were trying to call the upset. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a fifty burger would be nice. Again, I guess the Wolverine. If there's anybody you're gonna score fifty on, why not? You know, the Wolverines. <laughs> Like again, if you score forty two on the Crusaders and you don't score, you know, fifty on the Wolverines, people are gonna talk. So, you know, do your do your thing, guys. Uh Q, if there's a, a key matchup in this one, what would you think it would be? Ooh, if it was <laughs> Yeah, if there was a matchup worth uh, looking at. Man, that's kinda hard to say, honestly. Like I feel like there's no like this game is gonna. I feel like this game is, is gonna be a an interesting one anyway. But I, I literally don't have one. I literally. <laughs> I'll I'll I'm tell you bad for that, but I really don't have one. I'll tell you what I'll be watching because I I'm pretty much watching the same thing the first like six seven weeks of the season. Anyways, is I I'm watching line play and for like offensive linemen normally. Um, the teams have better defense alignment than offensive alignment, but this year there's certain teams that have it. And for the Crocodiles, they have an offensive line that is good, but are they good? It's hard to tell sometimes depending on who they're playing. And in this game, I want to watch to see if they dominate. Like, is this is this going to be one of those games where, you know, Christian Powell's going to get his yards, obviously. But yeah. is he running through holes untouched or is he having to work? And is and the the Wolverines are a perfect barometer because their defensive line isn't they're not horrible, but they're not good. Their linebackers are actually very competent. I think Alvin Rills and Willie Linfords are very good linebackers. But yeah, if your offensive line is good, you can reach that level that second level and create holes for your running back. But if your offensive line is, you know, average, you can just cover up bodies and they both still can't tackle Christian Powell. So that's what's going to kind of be the, the telling. I don't know if that's a key matchup, honestly, 
But I know that's what I'm going to be looking at is, again, I'm still writing out notes for the All-Finland team, and I'm doing offensive linemen is the hardest position to do. Because a lot of times you kind of try to base it on, like, do they run the ball well? Are they able to get a lot of yards? Can they pass protect and stuff like that? But you can't really tell unless you're watching them in certain situations. And it, when you're playing against, like, you know, the Crusaders defensive line, you better be doing good. I expect you to. They don't have anybody that can do anything. But when you're playing against, like, the Wolverines, the Wolverines defensive line is decent, and their linebackers are actually good. If they didn't have good linebackers, it wouldn't matter. But they have one level worth scouting that I can see how good someone is on how they play against competition. Like, in this season, yeah. I've I think the, the Roosters, the Crocodiles, and the Steelers have the best defensive lines. Um, the the Royals have one of the best defensive line men in DeMarco Artis. I guess they would be a good D-line, too, because those other guys are pretty good up front, not as, as good as the other three teams I mentioned. So when offensive lines play those teams, I'm watching more intently to see how they fare. Do they win more than they lose? Are they moving bodies or just, you know, taking up space? And this is one of those games where I think the Crocodiles, I want to, I don't want to see them taking up space. I want to see them dominate. And if they're dominating, right. I know that it's the line creating opportunities. If they're not dominating, you know, they still still can win, but then I know it's more, you know, Christian Paul doing his thing as he does. We'll see. Uh interesting yeah. aspect for this game. We already said fifty burger, right? Ain't nothing interesting about this game. It's a game on a Friday, I guess. Oh, interesting! Interesting aspect. Will I have to watch more than one half of a Wolverines game? Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. Would be interesting to see. Okay, so last game of the weekend, uh, game of the week. Uh, Crusaders, who are one and three, versus the Royals, who are two and one. Uh, storyline I got this storyline. Who has the better defense? I think both of these offenses can score points, especially after what we saw from the Crusaders last week. I think they didn't have Cedric Johnson didn't play in that game either. I think if they bring him into the fold with those guys, they they can score points. That's for sure. And we've seen the Royals, they can score points too. Difference in this game is who can stop the other team every once in a while. And honestly, I don't know. Uh, I think I think the Royals <laughs> have a, a better defense, but I have zero faith in their like overall secondary. Like I, I don't believe the Royals like scheme, I guess, or concept or their pass defense. I don't believe in their pass defense. But on the other side, the Crusaders, I don't believe in anything they do on defense. I think they just taking up space. Mm-hmm. But again, when they're taking up space, they're playing against an offense that has, you know, one legitimate receiver, a really good quarterback, and a good running back. The Royals offensive line, average. The Royals receivers, all 12-year-olds. So <laughs> it could balance out of whose defense is going to play better in a situation where I think the Royals have a better defense, but they're playing a better offense. Crusaders defense isn't that good, but they're not playing nearly as a specifically good defense. Like the 
the Crusaders defense can probably match up against the Royals offense by figuring out how do you get, you know, Slater and someone else on the same side as Alpha? How do you get Dante Edwards at the linebacker position to meet up with Suosti at times? Like you can, that's all you have to figure out. And then how can you keep Timothy Morovic in the pocket if possible? But for the other side, they got to figure out how do we stop all these imports and we don't know where they're going to be because they play every position. So the question or storyline would be who has the better defense? I think whichever team keeps the other team under 40 wins. I think it's going to be like 42-35. Whoever keeps the other team under 40 wins. Uh, what about a key matchup? Q, you got a key matchup? Yeah, I was just thinking, what about the for the Royals against the the running game of 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 um of uh, the UNC? Because I'm thinking the Royals the Royals offensively can run the ball, mm-hmm. and I think with the holes that UNC have on their defense, Swosti might have a big game. Now, if if Swosti is having a big game, then that's going to open it up for Alpha a lot. Um, so I think the Royals have the better offense going into the game. Mm-hmm. But I also know that UNC imports can make yeah. plays, big plays at any given time, too. Yeah. Against especially against the Royals secondary. Yeah. It, it's kind of like when you, when you think about like the, the Royals, you think of as a team as a whole. And then when you think of Crusaders, you think they got a couple spots that they'd be able to, you know, just purely talent you know, make plays that you can't account for. And it's hard when you're trying to compare those two different styles, especially since, I mean, if the Crusaders weren't one and three, they look like they could be fighting for a playoff spot. I mean, they still could. I, I don't want to count they, them out. I win this game. If they, if they bring a quarterback, if they bring a quarterback in, I'm choosing the Crusaders if they bring a quarterback in. That's if they don't, then I'm, I'm going Royals. <laughs> and it's a hard choice. This is a hard choice, though. But I just, yeah, gonna, I just feel like a, if if the Crusaders end up getting a quarterback that can run the ball and throw, that's going to be a problem. Yeah, that's going to be a problem, and then it, it gives your imports more chances to score, to be better athletes, to be more talented against yeah. the other guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we're, we're, yeah, that's a tough, that's this game of the week, though. I mean, it's a good, yeah, it should be a good game. I, I think, it I think it's going to be a good game, though. Yeah. What about you, Chris? You have like an interesting aspect about this game, something we haven't touched on. <clears throat> um, I'm gonna say, and I, it's linked to the quarterback position. Are we gonna see His Royal Highness, Mr. Robert Johnson, in uniform? Oh, no, man. he looked pretty. <laughs> he looked pretty comfortable out there in them boots. Yeah, no, Robert. He didn't have a hat on today, but he he looked mighty comfortable in them boots. If if if, if he was gonna do it, he probably would have tried to do it today, but yeah. maybe not against the Crocs. But definitely Royals. Like I said, if they bring somebody, I'm going with I'm going with UNC if they bring quarterback. Yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, that's okay. gonna change the whole dynamic of the game. Like it'll change the whole dynamic of this game. Yeah, it's gonna be an interesting matchup though. That's for sure. If you're listening to my voice, you're now part of the AFF community. But don't be shy about supporting us. Head over to our website and order some AFF swag. Get a t-shirt for this beautiful summer weather. Or a comfy hoodie you can rock all year long. And if you really want the drip, scoop up one of our limited edition snapback caps. 
Everything you need to represent the AFL community can be found on our website at AmericanFootballInFinland.com forward slash merch. So let's get into the weekend picks. Right now, our pick em rankings are Chris Green, still in first, 12 and 2. Perfect. Spencer, Coach Q, all tied in second, 11 and 3. And Finland Swami is now moving up because he was the only one that went undefeated last week at 9 and 2. He missed the first week of games, so that's why a little bit behind. Or she. I've got to keep the anonymity. It's Finland Swami. Is it a guy or a girl? Who knows? Uh, and we won't talk about the rest of them bums because they're not putting in a time like us. So um, picking winners of the game, not easy, but, you know, we'll give it a shot. Let's go over this week game briefly and talk about why we have them. You can check our picks out on Instagram, at American Football in Finland, and you can make your comments there. Uh, Coach Q, who you got this week? It's Roosters oh. versus Butchers, Crocs versus Wolverines, Crusaders versus Royals. I'm going Roosters, Crocs, and UNC. Ooh! I'm excited. Ah, I am excited. You before you even before you even talk about anything, I just want to say, if y'all have ever you know followed this show, this man, Coach Q Floyd, loyal, loyal. I have seen him follow wherever RJ has been. <laughs> always believes in that man, loyal to a fault. That to I, a fault. I, 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 I honestly believe that's the only reason he picking them is because you know, with RJ, you always got a chance. You always got a chance. Yeah, you can't yeah. do that. But go ahead. Why? Why are you making those picks? <laughs> um, I'm I'm choosing those picks because I think the Roosters will come back healthy. Um, and I think their D line will just be too much for Gwinter. Um, a healthy D-line going against them, I think it'd be too much, especially without the Butchers really having a strong running game right now with Mickey being out. Um, I think that'll play a part. Um, I chose the Crocs because the Crocs are rolling right now. They're rolling, and I don't see anybody – I don't see anybody maybe beating the Crocs the rest of the season, honestly, um, unless they just plan to sit pile one day or something. But I don't see anybody beating them right now. Um and then I'm going UNC because I think their I think their import play can affect this game um, because I feel like Bossa we haven't seen Bossa play their best game yet, and outside of Timothy and Alpha, there's not a lot of options besides Tom Swarsky. But I also respect Swarsky and the fact that he can he can go to work at any given time. And if UNC don't focus on stopping him first, they're going to have a long day. Um, but I'm still going with UNC because I think Rob Dill will just find a way to to make that offense, you know, give him give him what they want against a secondary like that. Um, and I just think I, I think the Royals at, at, at some positions um, aren't that strong, and I think that they'll take advantage of it in the in the passing game. But that's why I'm going with UNC. That makes sense. I mean, it's, I mean, I think go. That's a 50-50 game for real. I I, I don't like the yeah. records. Like I think the records are deceiving. But it's definitely 50-50. What about you, Chris? What are your picks and why? So, first game, I'm going to go with the Roosters over the Butchers. I think the Roosters are the better team. Although the Butchers have got their tails up after a big win on the weekend. Roosters are going to come out healthy. Dumay, they just need to get him working. And if they get him working, I can't see anyone on that defense really 
stopping him. He's such an athlete. So I'm, I'm going with the Roosters. Second game, Crocodiles, Wolverines. Obviously, I'm backing the Crocodiles. They're the number one team. They're the best team in the Maple League at the moment. The Wolverines are the worst team. So Crocodiles, it speaks for itself. That's an easy one. And then Crusaders, Royals. I'm going to go with the Royals. I think the Royals are a more consistent team. I think the Crusaders are a bit hit and miss. I'm not saying the Crusaders couldn't win this matchup because I definitely think it is a possibility that they could win. But I think the Royals are more consistent. I think Timothy is getting better as the game's gone on. Uh, the first first game wasn't so great, but then he's, he's got better and better. He's starting to connect with Val for now. And I just feel like the Royals are just a more consistent team. So that's why I'm picking them. All right. I, we never talk about our picks before. <laughs> and I swear <laughs> I didn't think it was going to go out this way. Because uh, I'm going with the Roosters, too. I thought me picking the Roosters was going to, you know, be like an outlier. i tell you one thing, guys. Uh, we all picking the Roosters. Butchers ain't going to like that. Them Cowboys fans over there. Uh, this last game when they won against the Steelers, I see a lot of um, – <laughs> Instagram stories where they oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> and, and crazy part is I was like that don't make any sense like come on guys like we would have been you crazy. when you lose too make sure you yeah. post it when you lose too that's my day like you don't just post when you win post it when you lose too so you like hey I was right you know yeah, like we would have been crazy. They they were supposed to lose last week's game. Like, there's no way you had you picked them over the Steelers at that point in the season. Like, yeah. that's a good win, but there's no way. Now, this game, we're gonna take some backlash for this if the Roosters don't win. Because yep. technically the Roosters are one and two, the Butchers are two and two. The Butchers just beat the Steelers. The Roosters have lost to the Steelers. I mean, I don't I don't believe in that log logic. I do not believe in the logic in football that you know beating a team means you can beat another team because it's more of a matchup game. But in this game, honestly, I believe I didn't I didn't explain why I chose the Roosters, huh? Because my Roosters pick is way different than why y'all chose the Roosters. I believe the Butchers are a better team than the Helsinki Roosters right now in this season. And when they play in this game, the Butchers will be the better team. But the reason I'm choosing the Roosters is because the Portville Butchers are the goddamn Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> the only reason. It's the only they're reason. Gonna, they're gonna they're gonna find a way to lose it. <laughs> that that's all that's what I believe. I believe in my heart of heart. They I still believe they tried to lose to the Steelers, but the Steelers wouldn't let them. Steelers is like, oh no, you had the ball back. You gonna give me the ball? No, no, you can have it. But I don't think you don't do that to the Roosters. We've seen the Roosters, like, if you give them opportunities, they're going to take it. Like, the Roosters, the Roosters organization, they're they not the type to, you know, like, if they find a $5 bill on the ground, they're going to pick it up, put it in their pocket. Now, if you <laughs> ask for it later, they'll be like, okay, I guess it could be yours. But if you don't ask for it, they ain't going to give it back to you. And that that's how I feel like this game going to go. I feel like the the butchers are going to do something and be like, oh, man, that's a missed opportunity. And the Roosters gonna boom, seize that opportunity, and then that's gonna be the difference in the game. That's how it's been against these two teams, in my opinion, for the last few years. When I think that they're more evenly talented, the Roosters are a get, a get it done team, while the Butchers are the Dallas Cowboys. 
I won't talk about it too much longer. I'll leave it at that. Uh, second game, I got the Crocs, obviously, because it is what it is. Last game, I'm going Royals over Crusaders. And this goes back to what I said at the beginning of the season about the UNC Crusaders. I said that we won't get the same team every week. We have yet to see the same team. And something that Chris said really applies in this situation is we're going into week six and we see the Royals progressing as a team, getting better at things that a team can get better at. The Crusaders, we just seen them put together a suicide squad (laughs) for some points. And next week, we have no idea what they're going to do. That yeah. doesn't win. That's the hardest. That's the hardest part, though. Is yeah, preparing is trying to prepare for something you don't even know what you're gonna get. So it's like, well, yeah, it's you, tough to what prepare you for. Well, it's one yeah. of those things where they actually have to prepare for you more than you have to prepare for them, because you look at the Crusaders and you think, okay, just find out where the talent is. How do we? How do we stop talent? We know Seth Rollins the running back, so we know what we can or can't do against him. Everyone else is going to be in a position to either get the ball or not. So stop the run game and then make sure that we match up. Like, I mean, no offense, but I feel like that's a lot easier preparation because you just focus on what you do. You don't have to focus on what they do. But the Crusaders, their defense, how are they going to, you know, how are they going to compete against the Royals offense, which is getting better? We're seeing those young guys who we don't think are super talented. They're getting better every week. So now they're able to add more plays, add to, able to add variations to their plays. And you can always rely on Suosti, while the other team is probably spending more time trying to figure out what they're doing than what their opponents are doing. They still have to figure out how are we going to make plays? Yeah. How are we going to do this? While the other team yeah. is like, how do we get better at what we already do? And I think that's where we're at right now with the Crusaders is they might win some games. I think they could win this game. They honestly could. Like like we said before, a couple big plays, boom, they're in it. But I'm not picking that. I'm not going with that because now yeah. we're at the point in the season now that I feel like most teams are set. I think the only team that I really don't have a handle on what they're doing or who they are is the Roosters. And that's because they didn't get to play last week. Or this week. Yeah. Like they haven't played two weeks in a row. That's a long time in, at the beginning of the season for a team not to play. But I feel confident about what the Royals are going to do. And I have no idea what the Crusaders are going to do. So I'm going with the team that I, I know what they're going to do, and that's the Royals. I know. Yeah. And, and Timothy, not to cut you off, but and Timothy, I mean, we can, we can probably say this hands down is probably the best QB in the league. So – I know he's going to find a way to get them going and get some points on the board. Yeah. Uh, which which is, which makes it hard for me, which made it hard for me to pick the uh, UNC because I know, like, Timothy, I know what he's for the bring. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I know also that you can cover on the back end of it. You can, you can put R.J. Schlater out there at safety, and that changes everything. It changes everything. As far as passing, it's changing everything deep anyway. So – I feel like UNC can adjust more to what the Royals do more so than than what the like the Royals is like. This is all we got on offense, so yeah, I think I, 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 be, I think that's 
I think you know, you see what I'm saying. Like I, I feel yeah. like it's 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 on both sides though, because it's like we're consistent. Royals are consistent on offense as far as running the ball, getting the ball to Alpha Timothy doing his thing. He can run, you know what I'm saying. But on defense, you can adjust to that when you got imports everywhere. It's it's one of those you games. Adjust to. It's either it's either going to be a blowout or it's going to be close. And you feel like yeah. if it's if it's a blowout, it's because the Royals are just too consistent. And they'll just start – it'll start snowpiling on UNC. But if it's a close game, it's because UNC is making plays and staying in it. Yeah. And at the end of the game, anything goes, UNC is probably who you want to bet on over the Royals. Like, if, like if those yeah. – if the two teams lined up and you say you each get one drive, shoot, I'd pick UNC. Yeah. And, and that, UNC got the ability to go up early. They got the ability to go up early. You know, I don't think they're going up early. They don't know what they do. I don't, I don't think. The I don't think they. I don't. I don't. I think know they have they to will, adjust. But, I think they have to adjust. This, but seeing this Butcher's game just made it like, okay, I forgot that the the yeah. underdog team can hit, hit you in the mouth if you if you don't, you know, if you don't lock, if you don't lock down like you need to before you know it. RJ scored one time. Said scored one time. Seth beating on your head a little bit in the running game, and now you got to now Sawarski can't even he can't even get his normal carries because you're trying to you're trying to score now, you're trying and, to throw the ball now. So. And honestly, the Crusaders, I think their offense is built that they could come back. I don't think the Royals have in this matchup. I don't think their offense is going to give them an opportunity. Like if the Royals get in yeah. a situation where they have to score. I think the like you said, the Crusaders have the flexibility to put certain people out there on defense to limit certain. Like if they know what the offense is going to do, they'll be fine. So the, the Royals have to start fast in this one. Again, I'm yeah. going with the Royals, but again, I agree. Like it could go either way in this one. It could be ooh we. Chris, yeah, do you have anything? Because yeah. I, I, another thing I was saying is like imagine. I mean, not not trying to coach UNC defense, but. Imagine putting Slater on Alpha and then having RJ over the top. Like hey. that's gonna change a lot. That's gonna change a lot. <laughs> I, like Timothy is not. I mean, he probably will still throw it sometimes, but that's gonna change a lot because you got two ball hogs who like you can't miss on these throws because they're gonna pick it. I'm so glad you said Slater and Alpha because I hope both of those guys are listening to this podcast because I remember. What was it? Was it 2018? Maybe 2019? 17. 17. No, no, no. Not, not when y'all played them. Oh, okay. The but following when, um, year, because was... when y'all when Alpha was with uh the Carl Sad team, I didn't know him, but I met him oh, when man. he was with Botenberg or something, and then I think he went to Stockholm. And at that time, I distinctly remember either saying or not saying that Slater could guard him. And I don't know yeah. if if we ever I know that I know Alpha is always he's always up for any challenge, but I know they couldn't actually make it happen. But I would love and you know for this game, let's just make this happen. I would love to see Curtis Slater guard Alpha Jallo one on one. Yeah, that'll be I'm, woo now back then like in 2018, even 2019, I I'm 100 confident that Slater would have put clamps on this guy. I am not that confident anymore uh, because Alpha has become a better receiver since then. 
Like at that time, he was more raw at receiver than he is now. He was a DB converted to receiver. He was just an athlete. But Slater has always been, you know, a beyond talented defensive back and can play any position. But now, I I think they're more on the even playing field. So I would, ooh, I I hope. I mean, it's got to happen, right? In this game, it's got to happen at some point. They got at some point. At at some point, it will. At some point, it will happen. But no. I, I don't know because they might they might Hopefully honestly don't go off first and then they have to do it. They might and honestly so, just keep their because they might keep their cornerback on him because Andy Vetta in the last game they had Andy traveling with Sarkala with Yane Sarkala against the Crocodiles. Uh-huh. It didn't it didn't amount to much because they didn't really need to pass it, but they had him traveling, so they trust him and believe in him, and he's a good defense. He's a good cornerback, so that might be the case because we also got to remember that. Spader probably be playing both ways. Yeah, yeah. so you, so he'll, you don't. He'll probably, play, he'll probably play safety at the most. Starting off, he's he's playing safety. Yeah, so they might just keep the corners the corners there. But uh, there's you no know, way he's playing receiver and 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 corner. corner. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. yeah. but <laughs> for entertainment purposes only, anybody listening who makes these type of decisions, if y'all want to make this game, you know. Close. We get into like a fourth quarter, you know, one drive situation. We know what it is. We know what yeah. it is. I say we just pause the game and say best out of five and let them go at it. I don't even want nobody else on the field. One on one. Best out of five. Red zone. Well, see, Let's go. You might see Alpha on defense too. Alpha might have to play some defense too if it's close. True. True. Now that's a that's different. Like I don't I've I've never seen Alpha play at corner. I've only seen him play at safety. He's more like a, a, a I would know. He's more like a Slater. I no, thought no he played corner. He, he's 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 an okay corner. I think he's kind of like the Devin Hester corner. No, he's, Devin he's Hester just, wasn't. He's just he's fast. So, he's so quick and fast he, that he can make so up tall. for a lot of like. Yeah. And he makes hard. up for it. Like when yeah. you get beat, you make up for it with the ball in the air because you can get back to the receiver. So. He has that type of thing because I think he played corner a little bit at Leipzig at uh at the Kings. I okay, think he was out there in corner a few, a few times for them. So, hey, but he but he made some people pay too. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. So, he could play. He could play defense. I know yeah. he can play defense. I just don't know about him playing at corner just because uh you know he's super fast, but he's a little bit taller than most like DB. So I don't know. I know he can he can change direction, but when you play corner, it's not really about speed. It's more about quickness and yeah. technique. I I can't vouch for his cornerback technique. Now, safety, he could do anything. I think he'd be fine. But, again, it really depends on what they see the other team doing, too. But, ooh, I would like to see some matchups. Ooh, there's so many. There's some good matchups in this game. Also, I think I think Timothy Morvig going to have a big day because yeah. I think I think they can't. Oh, really, yeah. yeah. I don't think there's yeah. anything on the other side to really slow him down. And I think they've been adding design quarterback runs for him, which is just really yeah. helpful. I think that's going to be interesting. That's the way he's going to hurt him at is his feet. I think he's yeah. going to hurt him with his feet. Yeah. It, it's crazy watching Timothy run because he's he's one of the best runners we've had in a while. I, I, don't, I don't mean to be too bold, but the last time I seen a good runner like this, back in them Brandon Connett days, you know? Yeah. Brandon Connett was an yeah. underrated runner. Yeah, he was. Yeah. But he could run. And that's how kind of, kind of Timothy Morvick, yeah, he kind of reminds me of that. Like, he don't really have to run, but if he run, like, he can play running back. Like, you wouldn't feel like he lost anything. 
It's just yeah. interesting. And it's post-injury. And it's post-injury. Like, before he got hurt, when he was playing with, like, in Poland, oh, my yeah. God. Like, Timothy was, like, one of the – he was he was probably top two quarterbacks in Europe at that time, I think. Now you just top 20. <laughs> you're still top though. I just I just threw that out there. Like I don't even know who the top quarterbacks are, but you're top twenty, bro. Top twenty. All right, we'll get out of here then. Any last words, Chris, on this these games before we jump off? Nah, I I think we've I think we've talked the hell out of these games. What well, is last <laughs> game? Is is I mean, it's game of the week. Is is that interesting? Yeah. That's it for this episode of American Football in Finland. Hope it was worth the listen. Any last words before we get out of here, guys? Any last thing y'all want to say to these people? Well, let's see what happens, think, baby, as always. <laughs> I think we've talked the hell of a lot. I don't think anything else Yeah, I'm let's bring on it. this week. Yeah. If you enjoy the show, please follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Podbean, YouTube, and wherever you listen to your podcast. And don't forget to rate us five stars as well. Anything less tells us you are a hater. You can follow us on the gram and Facebook at American Football in Finland. Until next time, never forget T I S. We go. We go. American Football in Finland.